prepare yourself. This D&D podcast is one of the top 15 scariest podcasts. At number one, it's Oops, All Necromancers. Welcome back to the table, everyone. I am your DM, Oz the Great and Powerful, and with me at the table are Bug, Finny, Seder Druid, Mushrooms in my tea, it's more likely than you think. C. <laughs> Madam L, half-elf bard, she's got the ghosts if you've got the goods. <laughs> <laughs> and Bree. Sorendal, Hobgoblin Necromancer, I survived the hole, and all I got was this t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool. So we are officially level two after our level up episode there. Um, why don't you guys go ahead and give us a real quick break it down. Uh, we'll go in the same order that we did intros here, and just tell us what you got this level up. Just a, a real brief coverage of uh, the cool shit you can do now. Uh, Bug, why don't you go ahead? Yeah, so I uh, am a level two druid now, and that means I can use three first level spells. I can wild shape, and I also took circle of spores, which means I can um, use a wild shape to symbiotic entity. Ooh. Along with your halo of spores and all that other yeah. good wild mushroomy good fun shit. stuff. Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> some of that'll come into play here soon. Uh, Uh-oh. Let's see. Tell us about Madam Ale. Uh, I'm level two now, uh, and the bards don't get a whole lot at level two, um, but I got a bunch of new spells, and that is partially because I did my character sheet wrong the first time, but that's okay, because I didn't really need them. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It kind of And thematically, it works, too, uh, because of what happened during our level up episode. Mm -hmm. I also got... Jack of all trades, which gives me a proficiency bonus uh, in certain skills. And then Song of Rest, which gives a little uh, healing bump when we do short rests and long rests. Cool, cool. And finally, Bree. Yeah. What our favorite um, mess of a man get. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess I went to college real quick because um, now I've got a school. <laughs> I went- own your own school now. Uh, so yeah, so I'm now officially a necromancy because at level two I got to pick my school, which is, as aforementioned, was the school of necromancy. Um, so I picked up two new spells, uh, which we talked about a bit in the first level up episode. Um, mm-hmm. I also got uh, necromancy savant, which basically lowers the cost for me to transcribe necromancy spells into my spell book, which is Your weird body. mechanically. Yeah. We'll deal with that when it comes up. And then also Grim Harvest, which gives me delicious life juice when I kill people with necromancy spells. Yummy. Mm-hmm. I love, gotta, I fucking need all the fucking temp HP I can get, guys. <laughs> tasty, tasty. So if you are interested in hearing a bit more about that, uh, as far as level ups and, uh, what we gain with those levels and or any additional lore and what have you, uh, why don't you go ahead and check out our Patreon? 
which we will mention at the end of the episode here, and you can check our social media. We'll have it listed there as well. And we will have some additional bonus content uh, in which we talk a bit more about, well, the world of Tethmere and just sort of our experiences with it uh, uh, and with, well, running a D&D podcast. So with all that out of the way, let's real quick recap what happened last time in the graveyard. After meeting up in the Green Ferry, our intrepid trio ventured forth through the sewers and catacombs to Finney's home outside Helvetir, an abandoned pet cemetery. There we met Finney's found family, who were, for the most part, hospitable. After a bracing cup of psilocybin laced broth, let's be real, mushrooms and bone meal a tea does not make, Lavinia's remains were put to rest. Soren and Madame L went back to Helvetir while Finney learned a bit about himself, and we are now officially level two, as I mentioned a little earlier in the episode there. Hey-o. So, hell yeah. Uh, but yeah, that is that is basically what happened previously, and so let's go ahead and get back to the action, uh, roll some dice and what have you, and we will be starting in the same place as last episode, the Green Fairy. So we are, it's basically, we'll call it Fantasy Monday. I think we said it was Fantasy Sunday last episode. <laughs> um, so, see, you and I talked a little bit about uh, Madame L's sort of typical day. Uh, and we've decided that she is assisting Lord Leslie again with his issues. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, her most, her most valued client. Lord Leslie, he keeps that money flowing. Uh, <laughs> So what are what are your other two's your other two's peoples up to while uh there's a little tete a tete between Madame L and I think I used that phrase right, Madame L and Lord Leslie. I think Finney's just like kinda cleaning things and giving people drinks and whatnot. Hiding under tables, eating gum. Yeah. You know, the huge. Soren, are you posted up as uh the bodyguard or, or what have you? Um Maybe, but probably a not very intimidating one. Uh, <laughs> most likely, uh, because there are, there's like booth seating, right? Yeah, there's booths, tables. So I kind of imagine like, Madam L, do you like to like sort of post up in like a quiet corner with your clients? Mm-hmm. I think yeah. we established that Madam L has a corner booth uh, like kind of towards the bathrooms. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. It's a little decorated up. Maybe some, like a little, maybe a... Uh... A little decorative cloth to give her a, like a little bit of privacy in there. It's the one booth with a tablecloth. Yeah, <laughs> the only one who can be trusted with it. <laughs> then yeah, I imagine I'm probably like two or three tables away, uh, probably like scrunched up against the wall, like kind of reading a book, sort of paying attention, mm-hmm. mostly the constant existential dread, you know. Mm-hmm. And what's Soren reading? A little Lord's Primer on contract law and you. Yeah, maybe we can uh, we can say that uh, after I saw it in uh, Lord Tybalt's library, I picked up a copy of. Um, this one's a pop up book. Uh, what? I have decided <laughs> it is law. Okay, thanks for infantilizing my poor sweet boy. <laughs> Says the person who just called their character a poor sweet boy. Exactly. Anyway, so, uh, Madame L, Lord Leslie has just sat down and he goes. Oh, El, you simply wouldn't believe it. Are you certain 
that a living person can't also manifest as a ghost? Because I swear my horrid wife is just always right behind me, watching my every action. It's gotten worse, madam. Well, my lord, I, I can't say that I've ever heard of such an instance, but I do trust you. I, I believe that you're a very perceptive individual, so if you believe that she has been turned into a ghost, then that's very likely. I knew that you would assuage my fears, Madam L, and also confirm everything I say. <laughs> because I, I just couldn't imagine going to another medium. Uh, is her ghost with us right now? And he sort of looks back and forth over each shoulder and kind of touches the dagger on his side momentarily. And Madam L will, will reach forward and clasp his hands and, and kind of like close her eyes and say, hmm, let's, let's clear our minds and see if we can sense the spirits among us. Um, <laughs> would, I, would I know the wife's name by now? Um, I don't think he's ever mentioned her by name. Maybe because it's like a weird fear thing for him that, okay, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. speak of the devil and whatnot. Okay, we don't need uh, a name anyway. I think anyway. he's just referred to her as his horrid wife. Gross, a Rooney. Okay. Hey, yeah. listen. I never meant for this guy to be any sort of good. No. <laughs> <laughs> Madame L uh, closes her eyes and furrows her brow and says, hmm, I, I, I do seem to be picking up on some kind of very oppressive feeling, some kind of overbearing entity. Does that sound, does that sound anything, does that sound familiar, Lord Leslie? Oh, uh, uh, yes, of course. It's clearly her ghost haunting me from afar. Uh, go ahead and give me a deception check. <laughs> he's going to do an insight with disadvantage because he's fully buying into your bullshit. <laughs> I'm not even going to roll that one a second time because, boy, howdy, he got a natural one. Okay, I got a 21, so. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Yep, he's buying into the bullshit. Uh, he looks over his shoulder again and goes, ah, she's there. Of course. Can you? Now, don't, don't panic, my lord. Of I... course, she loves to see me panic. I could never. I have something very special for you this time, which will certainly assuage the situation this this little bag here and she produces a a small uh leather pouch this little bag is full of skulk ashes they are a a very rare creature from nithraxil that not many people have heard of but i certainly have <laughs> sorry looks up from his book like god fucking damn it <laughs> If you sprinkle these ashes underneath your pillow every night, then you will begin to see a change in this oppressive force around you. It may not fix the problem at home, but it will ease your mind when you are away from home and prevent you from being stalked by this foul phantom. Well, if you're absolutely certain, now should I also put some under... My mistress's pillow? Hmm. To protect her from the phantom? That that might be recommended, my lord, but this this these ashes do not come cheap, you see. I have to <laughs> impart them from 
nithraxil, uh, and you know as well as I do that that is, that is something that is very difficult to do these days. Ah, yes, of course. I'm, I won't ask for your sources. I'm sure you're quite resourceful. But uh, any, any price, of course, within reason. Oh, shit. I don't know. Uh, I'm really bad with money and in fantasy settings. Yeah, so money-wise, uh, and this is something we haven't really talked about, and it varies from system to system and from DM to DM. Uh, so for something that is, like, illicit like this, you could probably hazard or something that's supposed to be illicit like this, you could probably hazard, like, 50 gold a pouch. Okay. You're, of course, more than welcome to try for more. It'll just be sort of a uh, persuasion or m- more likely deception check uh, if you want to do so. Usually, my lord, I charge a f- 75 gold a pouch. But for you, if you are getting two for yourself and your mistress, I... Yes, yes, of course. I can uh, make a deal for 125 together. Why? Thank you, Madam L. That is far too kind. Now... How much ash should I use per day? A sprinkling? A pouch worth? Somewhere in between? As I said earlier, I I think you are a very perceptive person. A lot of the time this can really depend on the situation. So I'll let you use your discretion. Start with a pinch, and then if it seems like the problem is persisting, go a little bit heavier each night. Uh, of course, and keep the tip. And he tosses a sack of gold onto the table and uh, then scoops up the two pouches and goes, I don't know where I'd be without you, Madame L. Thank you again. And he scoops up the pouches and gets up to leave and goes, Hey, wasn't that that scallion who tried to rob me a few days ago? And makes eye contact with Finny. <laughs> Finny is behind the bar cleaning a glass with um, Wallace on his shoulder and he looks back and forth nervously and is like no that was a different guy hmm yep do it he got a seven nope he sure doesn't remember you <laughs> urchins you know how it is and he goes hmm well anyway have a Bounteous day, Madam L. And he gets up uh, and walks out the door and he goes, My, my, it's a day for familiar faces. And right as he steps out of the door, door shuts behind him. And then there is a thump as the door slams wide open, uh, clearly booted down by a guard. A guard wielding a blunderbuss. Oh, God. Uh, a large pursuit human, just rippling with muscle. And he goes, it's time, boys. Everyone out oh, but you four. No. Let's have a little talk. And let's roll initiative. As three Ugh. other patrons stand up and shrug off their cloaks to reveal their crimson tabards emblazoned with the black-banded cudgel of Belial. Fucking secret cops. I got a 15. I got an 18. I'm sitting pretty over here with an eight. Is uh, is Matilda here? Yes, she is. Okay. I will roll for her as well. I was going to call for her if she wasn't here. 
those are some good initiative rolls. Uh, first in the order is Madame L. Okay. If you'd like, I can do a quick description on positioning, so you know yes. where everyone is exactly, and that can kind of help you plan yeah, out. Yeah, that the was going to be my battle. my first ask there. Yeah. So another thing I want to clarify real quick is that initiative is not only for like out and out fights; it is also for tense situations. I don't know if mm -hmm. I've mentioned that before, mm -hmm. but do not let that dissuade you from trying to talk people down mm -hmm. until hostile action has been taken by you or someone else you are fine to consider it not combat just a tense situation okay so you don't have to like i don't know fling a dagger at the dude because he just showed up just <laughs> just an idea just kind of putting that out there because in the future i will call for initiative once again with tense situations that are not like out-and-out out combat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, quick description. The guards, the one at the door, is the very hairy man who's very muscular. Uh, he's got a blunderbuss in his hands, and he has a great mace on his back. Yeah! Yeah. <laughs> uh, the one that is next to you, Madam L, is a gangly elf with very prominent curly eyebrows. He's uh, about seven foot tall. Mm. Kind of huge, but very thin. Mm -hmm. uh, the one at the far end of the bar is a dwarf with a massive braided mustache. No beard, just a massive mustache that oh goes God. down to about his hips. Oh. Is braided, uh, brown hair, that kind of deal. Uh, and then in the far right-hand corner up near the front is a halfling who is wearing a sleeveless tunic under his tabard. Uh, with a brace of six pistols across his chest. Jesus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that is where we are at. Uh, okay. I know what I'm going to do. Okay. Madame L is going to begin kind of softly humming a little tune, and it is the tune that she picked up during the Level Up episode that she got from her mother. Mm -hmm. And she hums it for just... A brief second, a couple seconds, but then in the air, it kind of keeps going, just kind of on the edge of everyone's perception within a 30-foot radius. And this is the Unearthly Chorus spell, which is in um, an Unearthed Arcana for anyone who's interested. So this lets me create a 30-foot radius, and as a bonus action, I can choose to beguile any targets within that radius. I, if they fail that charisma saving throw, then I get to make uh, deception and persuasion checks against them with advantage. <laughs> yeah, and they're considered friendly. And I also, until it ends, I make charisma performance checks with advantage, just generally speaking. Mm -hmm. Cool. So she will cast the spell trying to be as subtle as possible and kind of stand up very slowly. And where's this guard that's the closest to her? Is Are they like the booth over in front of her? Like, can she see them? So depending on where Madame L was sitting, it basically be one booth forward towards the front of the tavern. Okay. So she'll stand up kind of slowly and kind of, kind of move in a way that she's not trying to be 
too quick, not trying to get away, and kind of turn towards this other guard that's behind her and kind of... What in the hell are you doing? <laughs> that's the guard's voice. I decided. Um, she'll kind of say to him, oh, these, these head guards, they're always so abrupt. They never give any kind of warning, wouldn't you say so? And she'll try to beguile this guard that's closest to her with a bonus action. All right, what's my save, DC? 13. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that's just a six, and he goes, well, yeah, I was just in the middle of my dinner, and <laughs> comes in here shouting, and yeah, a little abrupt, a little abrupt. A little abrupt. <laughs> <laughs> and his, he sort of furrows his brows, and you see that his curly eyebrows at the end extend a little bit as he's talking. And just, yeah, I reckon so. Which is, you passed. He failed, so. She'll kind of just gently move out of her seat and kind of lean up against the booth on her hip, kind of waiting for the events to unfold now that she's at least got someone friendly next to her. Okay. All right, that is Madame Elle's turn. Uh, Finny, it is your oh, turn. Fuck. Um, this gangly elf seems to be we'll say a little bit more relaxed visibly. Uh, oh, and also there's a weird ghostly chorus just sort of <laughs> faintly drifting through the room. So that's fine. I have no idea because part of me just wants to hide behind the counter because Finny's the one who caused all the problems in the first place. You can, like, uh, they could, like, ready an action and hold it while they're hiding, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you want to ready to cast a spell or something like that uh, before the round ends if a certain condition is met you can absolutely do that um yeah I think I think Finney is going to stick back because I don't think Finney I think Finney feels really guilty um because he kind of fucked up um <laughs> and I mm -hmm. think Finney's just gonna hang back um and kind of like not fully duck behind the counter, but like kind of like just be like peeking behind the counter. And Wallace is mm -hmm. on my shoulder, also peeking. And I'm just like, shit, mm -hmm. Wallace, I fucked up. Oh, God. <laughs> Would that kind of count as like ready in action to help Matilda? Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I'm doing. Yeah, that's that's fine. If you want to hold your action to help Matilda as far as like if she needs something handed to her or whatever yeah. or whatever that's okay. that's fine <laughs> uh soren it is your turn um i'm trying to think about what i'd like to do because i was sort of thinking about just pretending like i don't have any idea what they're talking about and um leaving with the rest of the patrons <laughs> um very funny <laughs> not uh, helpful to the party in any way potentially oh, I'd but come back. funny i'd come back i'll stand up with the rest of the patrons like i don't even know who they're talking about and start walking towards the door. Do I need to roll, like, a deception or something? Y you know what? Yeah? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Because they did, they never saw you. Yeah, I was wondering. That was a slip up on my part. He yeah. shouldn't have said you four, he should have said you three. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so can I just, well, do I even need to roll deception or can I just, like, get up and leave? You can get up and leave. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, no, good on you. You are good to, uh, from the bar to the back door will mm -hmm. basically be 30 foot of movement. Mm -hmm. And then from wherever you want to go from there, there are alleys running behind the Green Ferry and on each side of it. 
so... There's more than one entrance and exit to the Green Fairy, correct? There is the entrance at the front mm-hmm. and the exit at the back. Anyway, you can do your thing. Yeah, no, you you do it. You leave. Okay, yeah. Vinny just stares at him like... Madam Alice, a jaw, a, a gape. A <laughs> no, I, no, I give you like a very surreptitious thumbs up <laughs> while I'm walking out. Oh my God. As you walk past Matilda, who is coming from the kitchen, she mm-hmm. goes, Soren, where are you going? I'm helping. Uh, I have a plan, okay? All right, all right. Okay, so I went out there. There's no guards out there. Um, is there just... I know we've canonic. I know canonically there's the bathroom window. <laughs> um, so I know there's an alley running along the side. Um, is there another way to get on the roof? Like, is there a, a way to get up to the second floor? We'll say... Yeah, yeah, we'll say yeah. Like, I don't know if Helvetier has fucking fire escapes. Like, I don't think OSHA is around, but... Uh, there is a fire escape on this building. Matilda got because um, alcohol is flammable. <laughs> and her flamethrower? <laughs> and also her flamethrower. So, yeah. It is not a standard thing, but mm-hmm. yes, she has one. Uh, it is kind of a rickety wooden staircase that goes from the back door. There are steps up and then, like, up the side of the building on the right-hand side that go up, leading up to the roof. Okay. Uh, or then, like yeah. a short ladder or whatever up to the roof. Okay, for sure. Uh, I'll, I guess I'll take a look around and make sure nobody's really watching me. It seems like the, there's no guards back here. and ev- People are fleeing. Uh, the cat is looking at you. That's it. The cat is looking at a lot of things, so. Mm. Tell me more about this cat. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely yeah. not. Perception check on the cat. Yeah, can I roll sense motive on the cat? Oh, wait, there's no sense you motive. You can't. You can roll insight. Then I'm going to do that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Go ahead, roll it with advantage. Okay, so that's a 19. Mm-hmm. What's this cat about? What's the cat want? Oh, you notice that the eyes look slightly unlike a cat, and it's a cat. I, people have familiars, Oz. I was just people checking. People do have familiars, and also there are magical shape-shifting beasties. This is a cat. I was adding it for flavor. <laughs> okay. I appreciate you being thorough, however. Now I can never sneak up on you with an alley cat ever again. Soren would be sus, though, is the thing. <laughs> uh, okay, then I start, um, I guess I try to uh, start moving relatively stealthily, if I can, up the fire escape. Okay. Uh, yeah, then go ahead and make that stealth check for me. Okay. Uh, that is a 15. Okay. I will notate that. Sorry, I'll, I'll be back. <laughs> I gotta get the high ground, you know? That is Matilda's turn. And uh, she sort of slowly raises her hands and starts to sidle, like, behind the bar towards Finny. And the main guard at the front goes, No, 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 I, I don't think so. Tug, get a gun on her. And the dwarf at the end of the bar pulls out a pistol and hops off his bar stool and starts sort of wandering over to Matilda. Uh, and Maddie goes, hey, now listen, we don't want no trouble. Whatever this is, I'm sure we can come to a peaceable arrangement. And that is her turn. 
Uh, and the other guards just sort of look at her quizzically like, for real, bud? Like, for real? You pulled a flamethrower on us. For real? <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, but anyway, that is her turn. Uh, the main guard's turn. He is going to go ahead and approach the bar with his blunderbuss, once again aimed at Matilda. And then the other guards are going to just sort of move closer to you guys. Uh, except for your friend, Madame L, who just... My bestie. Besties! <laughs> yeah, just sort of stands there and goes, Hey, now, now listen. I don't... Tombo, I don't know if we need to do this one. And Tombo, presumably the main guard, as he is the one who responds, goes, Weep. We don't need to be doing what now? What are you, a traitor? <laughs> uh, and looks over his shoulder at this gangly elf. Uh, and that is their turns. They are currently not doing anything, but uh, they have all drawn weapons with clearly hostile intent. The halfling with the sleeveless tunic uh, has drawn two of his six pistols and is aiming one at Matilda and then one at Finny. Matilda turns to you, Finny, and goes, Hey, can you, uh, can you get the, uh, the thing? The thing? You know, the thing. And she sort of points her toe at uh, the flame bellows, which is currently under the bar. She has removed it from its position behind the bar because, well. Oh. Oh, yeah. The thing. And Finny, uh, kind of, like, scooches it towards her with his hoof gently on the on the floor <laughs> mm -hmm. and she sort of stretches a foot out a little bit and kicks it over to herself and it is now at her feet uh let's see if she can do that stealthily it's a big metal thing so maybe not it makes a hollow oh god as she kicks it a little too hard and the main guard goes hey i said no funny business so with that, we are back at the top of the order, uh, which is you, Madam L. Okay. Um, seems like Queep is on your side. <laughs> what's his name again? What? what? Yeah, what? Queep. Quib? H-W-I-I-P. Queep. Quip. That's how it's pronounced. I don't know what to tell you. Queep. <laughs> it's elvish for you. All right. So now I just have to figure out how to do everything as a performance check, and I uh, <laughs> will be a little mm -hmm. better off for it. Mm-hmm. So Madame L is there leaning at the table with her bestie by her side. And <laughs> and she says, now, now, boys, I don't you think this is a little aggressive? I am sensing just a dark malevolence about you. Something something is looming over you like a specter of of anger. And isn't there any way that we can can talk about this? Is there anything that you would like to voice to us that we may be able to figure out? And she's going to try to beguile the... What does everyone think? Should I go for the leader or the gun guy? Um, maybe the guy with the guns. Because, like, what's what's gun guy's name? Gun guy? Yeah. We don't uh, know. I don't know. You haven't learned it yet. Just well, gun guy. Well, this is... Mysterious. This, I try to beguile him so we can learn his name. <laughs> Okay, so you're going to beguile the halfling. Okay, cool. Let me do his charisma saving throw. Hot damn, that is a seven on the dice. Once again, these guys get no charisma bonus. So, uh, yeah, he is. Yes. He goes, now, wait a second. I I don't know. I think this 
this fine lady's got a pretty good idea. Is, is this Tunnelt, Tunnelt's father? <laughs> it sounds like the father of Tunnelt Tutu. <laughs> Tunnelt Tutu's absent dad. Madam, where, where are my manners? My name is Gero. I, now, Tombo, I just don't... Now shut up. I said shut up. We're going to do this my way, damn it. And that means we're going to bag him, tag him, torture him. Oh, no. Nobody makes a fool of us. Lord. <gasps> Torture. Uh, but yes, Giro is now effectively under your spell. Mm-hmm. Do I get the feeling that if if shit goes down, that the people I've beguiled, will they participate in any way? So here's the thing, is they cons- are considered friendly towards you, specifically you. Mm-hmm. However, because they are friendly towards you, you have some modicum of leeway with them mm-hmm. and that realistically if you try and persuade them or deceive them or whatever then you have advantage on this and they will probably go along with it I mean think of like if you know someone's your friend or whatever if you're like hey nah hey maybe calm down we don't need to do this that can help okay can I do some kind of performance check to try to get the other people, especially my beguiled guard friends, to to think that Tombo is perhaps under the influence of some kind of foul specter, or... Ooh! <laughs> He's been ghosted. Yes, you can do it. You essentially have advantage for two of the four guards. One of them flat out's just not going to buy it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, with deception checks or persuasion checks or whatever, there's only so much bullshit that someone will take. Yeah. And with him, uh, well, <laughs> wanting to, you know, blast your head off or whatever, he ain't going to fall for it. I think I'll go ahead and try to make that uh, deception check against, I guess, all of the guards then, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I got a 12 plus 5, so that's a 17. Okay. And then with advantage is lower than that. Okay. It worked on the two who are your friends. They go, yeah, perhaps there is some sort of foul spec. Tombo's never been a, well, never been more of a murdering man than the rest of us, but he has seemed to have a bug up his butt about y'alls. And... Giro goes, yeah, he does sort of have some sort of specter around him. You can just see in his aura. I'm an empath. (laughs) (laughs) I'm something of what you'd call an empath. Um, And then the dwarf just goes, nope, murdering. That's what we do. Um, so yeah, he, he was not convinced and Tombo just goes, what is wrong with you two? Foul Spectre. My ass, Foul Spectre. I said bag them and tag them, so get to it, boys. Uh, so yeah, you you have convinced some of them. Uh, at this point, Finny, it is your turn. Oh, God. I think, so Finny stands up. And Gero goes, oh, hey, look, it's that child that we want to murder. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't see you. You were crouched behind the bar. Uh-huh. He's just a little guy. Yeah, I'm the one that you're mad at. Right? Well, I mean, I think it's mostly Tombo who's mad at you, but... Yeah. Just following orders and all that, except for that nice lady over there. 
You see this cape I'm wearing? I, a little bit. Could you... It's a magical cape. Madam L gave it to me. I... Okay. It helps me see ghosts. And there's definitely a ghost in that guy. And I know I did a bad thing, but I promise there's a ghost in that guy. And you know how I know? And then Wallace crawls out of my cape. And I point to Wallace and I say, See, I know dead things. And there's a dead thing in that guy. Give me a deception check with disadvantage. Hey, I am a child. Um, <laughs> yes. This is true. This absolutely tracks. I feel like this joke is definite, or not joke, but this sort of um, lie has worked maybe with the other orphans. Like if some <laughs> of them try to bully you or whatever. Uh-huh. For sure. But these are adults. <laughs> so I just have a plus two, but you want me to take disadvantage, right? Yep. Okay. Roll the two, pick the worst. Oh, fuck. Well, I got a four. <laughs> oh, no. A four total? <laughs> yep. E yeah, no, they're not. They're no. not buying this one. Sorry. Uh, that is your turn unless you want to move away. No, I think I'll, I'll stay where I am. I'm not like right next to one of these guys, right? Uh, I mean, Tombo's up at the bar, but is not pointing the gun at you. Giro okay. has lowered his pistols. Tug still has a gun, but it's also pointed at Matilda. It Maybe they're mad about this lady using a flamethrower at them, probably. Yeah. None of them are specifically targeting you, so. Okay. Okay, Soren, it is your turn. What you doing up on that roof? Oh, okay, so I'm, I made it up. Yeah, yeah, you would be up to the roof by this point. Okay, uh, then I want to, um, I know there's a window you can enter and exit from the roof. Not a window, it is uh, like a little, you know, one of them roof doors, what leads to a small chamber, what leads to a stepladder. Anyway, yes, there is one of those, yes. Okay, uh, I pop that bad boy open. I'm gonna go inside. Yep. Um, I am currently in that little attic room, right, that I was in before? Yes, you are. Okay, um, how much movement do I have left? Um, getting back across would have been your movement, and then going back down would be a dash action depending on where are you trying to get to um so i'm trying to get to so so you can see you can see the first floor from the second floor correct no you cannot oh because there are rooms above the bar <clears throat> oh i completely misunderstood how this was laid out okay nope it is not set up like uh i think you're thinking a design like the uh wild brothel from uh wild wild west it is not that. I don't remember that, but maybe. Well, there's a brothel with stairs leading up to... Uh, Are anyway. you referencing Wild Wild West, the movie starring Will Smith? Will Smith. Yes, I was. Wow. It's a film. Um, <laughs> it's the most I can say for it. It's a film. Uh, <laughs> but no, it is a complete second floor. Uh, okay. You cannot see the bar from up there. Sorry. Then I will, at the end of my... 30 feet of movement, I will go ahead and cast Mage Armor on myself, and then use my object interaction um, to pull out the Potion of Heroism. Okay. I can't drink it yet, but... Cool. Got that potion ready. It is Maddie's turn. And she turns to you, Madam L, and goes, Uh, L, what are we gonna do here? 
Maddie, it's it's your damn business. I I'll leave it up to your discretion. <laughs> right. Well, uh, let's light him up. And she kicks up the nozzle to the flame bellows into her hands, and she is going to immediately try and blast this dude with it. Woohoo! Doesn't someone have a gun pointed at her? Uh-huh. Or did they have a held action? Uh, she's first in initiative there, bud. Oh. You can't hold actions over from round to round. Oh, I didn't know. That is a 14 on the die. And then we get to do their fun scatter action. This weapon, by the way, is from the Grim Hollow campaign guide. Hey-o. Uh, It's a real fun one because it is a scatter weapon, which means that once it hits a target, it scatters outwards in a cone, a 15-foot cone specifically, and blasts other people. Whoa. All right. So Tombo's doesn't get a save. Giro's going to try, or Tug is going to try and make his save. That is a 15 on a die, so he saves. And Giro's going to try and save. That is a nat one, so he fails. Oh. Um, That deals 2d6 fire damage. So she blasts Tombo directly in the face with this flamethrower, and then it just sort of spreads around him and drifts right over Tug because he was close to the point of scatter uh, and then just sort of licks up the tabard of Giro uh, who is smoldered a bit but not hurt that bad and Tombo goes alright boys blast him so yeah that is uh, her turn she is also going to start heading towards the back door and go alright gang uh, time to go time to go and she makes a full movement towards the back door and that ends her turn. Uh, Tombo's turn. He's immediately going to approach the end of the bar and try and blast her. No, that is a five on the die, so seven total is not going to hit her. And then other assorted um, goons. What's up? Uh, you also have a reaction, so if you yeah. want to blast him before he moved away, go for it. Okay, yeah, I'm going to do that. F- Finny realizing that shit's popping off, his necklace starts to go glow green, and um, he casts as a reaction Halo of Spores. And I flavored my Halo of Spores to be um, that instead of spores, um, it's, it's insects, like maggots and centipedes and whatnot. Um, start crawling out of my clothing and um, absolutely terrible go towards the um, person I have casted it at <laughs> this man's going to have a bad day okay yeah <laughs> what is your spell save DC it is 12 12 mm-hmm. okay he's gonna make his constitution save and throw not gonna do it. He only got an eight. So go ahead and roll one d4 for me and tell me the damage. Cool. Uh, one. Let's say you fling a maggot uh directly <laughs> at his face and it just starts to burrow in his cheek and he goes, "What the fuck? What the fuck? The kid's magic." <laughs> um. Finny points to Wallace and says, "Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, I've got a magic cape." And it's full of bugs. <laughs> okay, where were we? Weep. And Giro are going to do nothing. Uh, we'll say weep. 
won't. Gyro's going to go ahead and try and pop off a shot at Matilda. Because, ouchie, he got burnt. <laughs> no. That's an at 20. No! 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 Matilda's got health? What's her class? I don't know. She's got health. Sure, she's got health. Uh, let's and class see. levels. So he's using, uh, they're all using black powder weapons. Mm-hmm. Uh, his is a pistol, which normally does 2d4 piercing, but is going to deal 4d4 piercing mm. plus dexterity God. because it is a crit. Yikes. Oh, I hate hearing those pebbles. Oh, the pebbles. The pebbles. Mm, They have betrayed us. Okay, so in total rolled 11 on the dice. Uh, Does not have a dexterity bonus. So, yeah, he runs around to the edge of the bar and goes, Watch out, boss, I got this. And promptly uh, shoots her in the ankle. Oof. Um, And you just see it rip through her boot all the way out the other side yeah. and there's just a spritz of blood against yeah. the wall and she goes, ah, fuck. Yeah, she's she's doing okay but boy howdy. Uh, a couple more of those and she's out. So. Weep. Draws his pistol and goes, so lady, uh, what are we doing here? Should Just tell me where to shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Because, I don't know, you seem all right, and no one's hurting me, and really, I, this was supposed to be my day off. My friend, Whip, if you play your cards right, you may just get a promotion today. I just might. And you see him level his pistol, and he closes one eye and sticks his tongue out a little bit, and his eyebrows wiggle a little bit, and he's going <laughs> to take a shot at the back of his boss's head. You want to know what he got? What? A four on the die. Oh. No. <laughs> As he promptly just sort of pulls the trigger, and you realize that this man probably has like just enough muscle to move his body. <laughs> As his arm gets blasted back, and the shot ricochets into the ceiling. Uh, <laughs> Lord. Soren, you just see a hole get punched through the floor nearby. Mm. Oh, also, you can hear um, lots of guns going off down below. So, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that is... Tug is going to do his thing. Our dwarven friend. He is not a friend. Oh, good. He's going to try and shoot Finny. He is not friend-shaped. Fuck, what? <laughs> uh, 15 on the die. I um, guess that one's going to hit. Yeah, yeah, but my, it's, my AC is 15, so... He only dealt three damage. Oh, okay. As he levels okay. his pistol at you and goes, Now, uh, I guess we're doing this the hard way, huh? And he... Just, we'll say he grazes you with the bullet. Grazes me, okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Technically, nothing's supposed to be a lasting wound until you go down, but whatever. <laughs> All right, top of the order, Madame L. Shit's popping off. Okay, I can't, what we doing? can't beguile anyone anymore because my friend attacked. Um, mm-hmm. Well, first, I'm going to try to appeal to Giro's baser instincts and kind of point out, uh, Giro, dear, why don't you take a page out of his playbook and, and see how he's trying to get a promotion? I, 
I think you may come out on top of this if, if you follow along. And then um, cast Dissonant Whispers on the uh, main guard. All right. Uh, what is my saving throw? Wisdom saving throw. Okay. That is a 12 on the dice. He gets no bonus, so just barely below. Radical. You caught him with it. I get to do 3d6 damage, and he moves Hot damn. Uh, as far away from me as possible. <laughs> Alrighty, roll that damage. That is 13 damage, as you kind of, ever, I think everyone kind of in the room, but certainly more so the guard, the uh, Tombow, hears, like, along with this music that's emanating out of Madame L, hears, like, this this chorus of whispers kind of move through at the guard and he becomes just very fearful of her. He, he maybe perhaps resonates what, what she is saying to him about the, the spirits and the, the dark force uh, emanating from him. Oh God, the specters, the devils, they're in me. <laughs> Get out of my way. And he uh, charges directly <clears throat> Directly past Matilda, uh, bumping her out of the way, uh, and out back door. Well, I think Madame L will move to Matilda, um, okay. and will hopefully that will prevent at least the other guy from firing on her. Yep. So, um, because they have weapon or they have ranged weapons drawn, they do not get attacks of opportunity on you as far as you pass or anything. So you're good. Uh, Finny, it is your turn. Okay. This is a new round, so you have a new reaction. So remember that. Uh, yeah. As far as guards and stuff. Um. Well, Finny turns while holding his shoulder that is profusely bleeding. Finny mm -hmm. turns to the the one that shot him. Um. The dwarf, right? What was his name? Uh, Tug. Tug. And I guess what? How's Tug looking? Is Tug looking angry still? Tug's healthy. Tug's hearty. Tug's. Great. Full of vin ready and vinegar to party. And cool. Ready to murder. Cool. Um, so Finney looks at Wallace on his shoulder and um, kind of nods his head, telling Wallace shit's about to go down and to mm -hmm. hop off. Um, and then Finney's eyes start to glow green, and so does his necklace, and he starts to shake as he slowly shifts kind of gruesomely looking into a, a wolf with ram horns and all of its feet are, are big hooves. And um, it looks at Tug and starts growling very loudly. And from upstairs, <laughs> Soren, who has heard um, lots of gunshots and yelling, now hears a wolf growling as well. <laughs> Oh, fuck, man. No one told me there'd be child wolves. <laughs> hey, Tombo, you hear me? I didn't sign up for this shit. You don't mention no kid wolves. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, you're good from there unless you want to move in. If you want to move to chase someone down. Do you get an attack right off the bat? Or is that the... No. No, that was no. my action. Oh, okay. Nope. Unfortunately, the only ones who get to uh, bonus action transform are Circle of the Moon. But uh, Okay. But that's okay. I think I'm just going to just shift very closely to Tug, intimidatingly. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. 
uh, the whole skin rippling, growing fur, bone shifting. It's not good to look at. Uh -huh. um, but you know. And all of my all of my wild shapes are kind of covered in like moss and fungus, and they all kind mm -hmm. of smell of decay. So it's not fun. It's it's a gnarly experience. Uh, Soren, it is your turn. Okay. Uh, uh, so I'll move. I guess I'll move to the that little landing or whatever at the top of the uh -huh. stairs and roll a fucking perception check to try to figure out what the fuck is going on. <laughs> Okie doke. Do it to it. Didn't do so great. Well, is it perception or insight? Which one is it? Go ahead and do it. F or wait, with alert, does that give you, is it insight that it gives you a passive set to? Uh, my passive, yes. My passive perception is 16. Okay. So you don't need to roll for either of these. 16 is oh, okay. more than enough to sort of read the room. Mm -hmm. uh, especially with it being passive, because, you know, you're alert, whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, so you can tell based off of things that the gangly elf was the one who shot through the roof as he's sort of lowering back down his hand to load up his pistol. Mm -hmm. There is the dwarf by the bar. Mm -hmm. uh, there is a wolf behind the bar that you, you're pretty certain is Finny because um, <laughs> this wolf has you know, ram horns and like weird hooves and mm -hmm. is mossy and the leader is missing because hmm. he's made his way out the back, which mm -hmm. you heard that door swing open again. Mm -hmm. I heard him yelling, so you can probably guess he's about there. Mm -hmm. So you basically have the whole lay of the land. Uh, the only uncertain figure mm -hmm. is the halfling with the brace of pistols on his chest. Mm -hmm. uh, whom you are uncertain what his allegiances are because he's aiming down that short hallway. So it could be at his leader, it could be at Madame L, or not Madame L, but Matilda. Mm -hmm. Oh, also Madame L is not within not within your sight. Okay. Nor is Matilda, so. Uh, then I guess, um, since the only person I know for sure... Um, that I know what's going on is the one that Finny is currently menacing. Mm -hmm. um, then, yeah, I guess uh, when I get to the top of the stairs, I guess I still have that potion of heroism in my hand. Um, mm -hmm. But I guess I'll just sort of set it on the ground. No, um, you can hold on to it. Are you going to cast a spell? Yeah. You only need one hand free for that. Technically, oh, yeah. you don't need a hand free, but yeah. No, you're hey, fine. Oh, yeah, that's right. I could do it with my toesies if I so choose. If you want to be a freak like that, sure. <laughs> I'm a toe caster. No. <laughs> anyway, um, then yeah, I guess I'm gonna go ahead and cast Ray of Sickness at the guard that uh, Finny is currently menacing. Okie doke. Does 14 do it? 14 will hit. Yay! Okay, 2d8 poison damage. I hope I kill him. Okay, that is 12 damage. Yikes. Uh, and he needs to make a constitution saving throw. Save DC 13? Uh, I believe so, yeah. All right, well, he got seven on the dice plus two. That's only nine. So okay. whatever He's... bad thing happens, happens to him. Um, he is poisoned until the end of my next turn. Okay, he has the poison condition. Not, not great. Uh, so real quick, that poison condition just means that until the end of your next turn, he has disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks. Uh, but yeah, you raise your hand and this greenish, grayish beam just sort of 
rapidly emits. No, you know what? It's more fun if you do a fucking special beam cannon bullshit and two fingers out, just blast this dude and you see him wither. Like his skin becomes, or his cheeks become sunken. You see a, a large amount of mustache fall out as you essentially give him a highly concentrated dose of radiation. And he's oh not looking so hot. He just goes, oh, oh, no, no. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, and scoops up a little bit of his now loose mustache hairs. Glorious mustache. Uh, yeah, he's not looking so good. He's not bleeding. You can't call him bloodied, but he's bloodied. <laughs> but Maddie has murder on the mind, so she is going to go ahead and take another blast at Tombo. That'll do it just barely. She got a 10 on the die plus two. Is she shooting out of the back door? Yes, she is okay. shooting out of the back door at him. And he's going to take some damage. There's no one else to, for it to scatter Rip. to. Madam L, you see uh, her turn just go, motherfucker, and blast at him again with this flamethrower and scorches him pretty badly. Uh, his tabard gets basically burned through in the back, and it seems like this has basically, uh, looks like he's got second, third degree burns on his back. Jesus. Pretty bad. He is not looking so great. Uh, his ears are bleeding. Yeah, so that is her turn. It is Tombo's turn. He's not too happy about this, so he's going to turn around and raise his blunderbuss, and he's going to go ahead and sh I'll shoot Madame L. What? <laughs> Putting demons in my head. Oh, that's How true. could you? You know what he got? What? Four on the die. That's six total. Okay. As his blunderbuss uh, kicks like a mule... And just, he does take out your window, coincidentally, uh, to your your set of rooms up above. But you're good. He shot way wide. Not my artisanal drapes. <laughs> yeah, I ruined your drapes. How do you feel me now? <laughs> Finny, do you want to blast any of them with your reaction? Uh, the only one you could reach at this point is Tug. Uh, yes. Yes, I'll do that then. Okay. Um, saves. So the bugs start crawling out of Finny's fur. Mm. Absolutely gross. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't save. Go ahead and roll your damage. Four. Max damage. Okay, yeah. Um, you, once again, maybe just sort of whipping your jaws back and forth and, uh, you know, slobbering or whatever, a bit of spittle flings another one of those maggots, and this just starts to burrow into the center of his forehead. Finny ah, no. laughs as a wolf, and it sounds just <laughs> horrible. It's bad. Uh, alrighty, time to make some decisions. So, our friend Tug has two targets. Who's he gonna go with? All right, which one of you wants high? Which one of you wants low? Percentiles time. Mm, high. All right, then bug is low. Alrighty. Well, that'll be you, uh, Master Soren, because that's a 56. Good. Just high enough to get you. Just going to take a pot shot at you. That is like the third four I have rolled in a row. 
<laughs> so that's a total of six. And he well, he does have a maggot in his forehead, so he does, and also he's highly irradiated. Uh, <laughs> and so he turns and just sort of, you see his gun arm go a little limp, and he just sort of shoots the ground in front of him and goes, "Do I get it?" <laughs> uh, and that is Tug. Uh, let's see. Giro, uh, Matamel, high or low? Uh, hi. Hey, good news again. That's 73, so he's going to try and shoot his boss in the head. <laughs> it's 19 on the die. That's 21 total. He levels his pistol out the door and uh, blows Tombo's ear off. Oh! And Tomo goes, ah, fuck, I need that for hearing. No. And claps a hand to his ear. And finally, our friend, Weep, who's also going to try and get promotion the old-fashioned way with a gun. And that is a 15, so he will also hit as he maybe goes, oh, yeah, I was using the wrong eye. And opens one <laughs> eye and closes the other and sticks his tongue out the other direction. <laughs> And blasts Tombo's other ear off. Tombo uh, looks like he's on death's door, but he is just barely still with it. Oh, my God. Uh, that is the rest of the guard's turn, which brings us to top of the order, Madam L. Okay. Feeling pretty good now. I'm going to do two things, and I'm going to do them at the exact same time. Okay. <laughs> Madam L says... You see, Tombo, it, it, it just seems like your fellow guards here would rather not be led by a, a coward who runs out the back door screaming. Just a coward, not like my very special, very magical apprentice over there. And she casts Vicious Mockery at Tombo and does a bardic inspiration for Finnegan. Fantastic. <laughs> That's your action and bonus action. Uh, what, what kind of saving throw is it for Vicious Mockery? Is it Charisma? Wisdom. All right. He's going to go ahead and make his Wisdom saving throw. And that is a 11 on the die. Once again, this guy gets no bonus. So, um, <laughs> Madam L, finish him. I think it's just that Madam L's words were just so cutting. <laughs> Uh, that he he, gives he dies he he just gives up <laughs> he he gives it he gives up his life uh, with how thoroughly he was swindled by his allies he and just falls to the floor yeah he just he just falls straight over oh my god rip rest in peace God <laughs> uh, Finney that is your turn. Well, I am supposing that Madame L wanted to, me to use this bardic inspiration to bite Tug's face. <laughs> mm-hmm. Roll the hit. What does the bardic inspiration do again? You get to add 1d6 to it. Okay. Well, I only got an 8. So. Your decision if you want to use that d6 or not. Prob probably, yes. Uh, plus four. Total of 12 will hit. Okay, cool. 2d4. Okay, here we go. Uh, five total. Was that with adding the plus two that we'll see it? Oh. No. Nope. So seven? Yes. Finny, finish him as you dealt just up to his hit point maximum. 
Or the remainder um, of his hit points, I should say. Well, Finny, yeah, Finny, like, lunges over the bar and um, just bites this dwarf's face off. <laughs> ah, Finny killed a man today. Yep, never before. Now as a wolf has killed a man. And he goes, no, my 27 children. No. 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 <laughs> um, and uh, falls backwards faceless. Uh, you have a mouthful nice. of dwarf face and mustache, so enjoy that. Think of the textures. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, Soren, it is your turn. Okay. And there's no other targets that I can see? Um, that are actively hostile. Good old uh, Giro's a bit of a wild card. He's at the end of the bar, so. But Giro hasn't done anything yet. Um, he's shot down towards Madame L, Matilda, and Tombo. He oh. did shoot Matilda once, but I don't think you knew that. No, Correct. I didn't. You also don't know if he shot at them a second time or if he shot his boss. So. Okay, but he's got his gun out. He still has his gun out. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna laser beam this boy again. Pew. Okie doke. Ray of sickness. Ray of sickness. Um, 15 on the dice to hit. That'll do it. Uh, constitution saving throw. I gotta roll my damage first, but yeah. Well, he got a 16 on the dice, so he's not poisoned. He is not poisoned, and he takes six poison damage. Yeah. He withers a bit. Uh, you see his hair go... It was like a sort of nut brown, and it's went gray in, in some of the strands. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he looks a little haggard, but not too terribly worse for wear. And he goes, oh, so now the fucking wizard thinks he can shoot me, huh? Uh, anyway, it is Matilda's turn. Actually, uh, I'm trying to think if I want to do anything else. You have movement. I do. You want to get I'm... down to the ground floor? You do have the high ground. I do. It doesn't do a whole <laughs> lot for you. No. I want to get a better idea of what's going on, so I guess I'll come, at the very least, like, can I go, like, halfway down the stairs to try to see better what's going on? I guess I look at Matilda and was like, I'm the backup. Uh, sure, Sora. Hey, did you shoot a beam out of your hand? Talk later. (laughs) Right, right. Uh... Murdering the police, gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) It's Matilda's turn. And uh, she goes, so, uh, Elle, what are we doing here? Are they friends? Are they not? What's with that weird (laughs) singing? What's going on here? Our friend over there in the booth seems to be um, pretty par of the course to be our ally here. But I'm not so sure about this. Wild card over here. Gero, what would you say? Are you are you done fighting? <laughs> uh yeah, I was just gonna get out of here and get a couple of drinks. Go ahead and roll insight checks for me, everyone. Sixteen. Twelve. Eight. Yeah. He was just gonna get out of there and get some drinks after a hard day of <laughs> uh killing his own boss. That seems wrong. Wait, also no, he's also beguiled. Would he lie to me? To you? Yeah. Do your friends lie to you? Well, that's an existential crisis. <laughs> Essentially, he seems on the up and up, 
it seems like he doesn't want to be here anymore. Mm. We'll put it this way. None of these guards thought today will be the day that I die. Yeah. Yeah. I think, okay, so Madame L, <laughs> even with that insight check, um, I, th- I think Madame L would want these two guards to stick around for a minute at least. So she'll say to Giro, my friend, we, we have all the drinks you need here. Why don't you stay here and, and we'll chat for a little while? Um, sure, sure, uh, I, sure, and he holsters his now spent pistols, picks up the ones that he had tossed on the ground, and, uh, sort of sidles over to one of the booths and sits down, and, uh, weep, goes, hey, Hey, uh, madam, I think we should maybe get rid of these corpses, if you you know what I mean. As in, it's bad business to have guards just sort of laying around dead, myself included. So, uh, how are we going to go about doing that? We're out of initiative, by the way. Yeah. All right, I guess I drag the dead guy back in through the back door and then shut the back door. Would anyone care to, um... Explain what's going on. Anyone? Nothing? <laughs> Finny's still a wolf and stays a wolf. <laughs> he doesn't know how to turn back yet. <laughs> uh, Wallace promptly lifts his nose and starts chittering in an excited manner. I can't. Mm. And Finny, Finny nods his wolf head in agreement. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly, Mr. Soren, it's it's like you haven't even spent a day in Helvetir. This was a this was a, a shakedown, a revenge. We were standing up to the guards the last oh gosh, that seems like months ago now, but they came to seek revenge. They do not like to be belittled. That's not really what I was asking. Um I guess I look at Giro and whoop. Uh, You see that Giro has been trying to slide under the table, potentially hiding behind Weep, uh, and it's not going very well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, These two individuals. I suppose I ought to be forthright with these gentlemen. Um, Do do the two of you know what it means to be beguiled? Well, madam, I'm certain I've never heard that word before. (laughs) And Giro goes, yeah, yeah, it's when we're under your spell. When we're under your spell or whatever. Yeah. Um, so about those drinks. Oh, wait, I'm the bartender. Shit. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Maddie goes, you from you from Northern Helvetir? We seem to have the same accent. Weird. Uh, yeah. Let me get you the house special. And she goes off behind the bar to uh, make some wonderful green fairies. Soren, house special. I'm fine. Uh, thank you, Maddie. Um, Finny? All right, one house special in a dish coming up. <laughs> L, get you anything? Blasberry cordial? Sure, but is Finnegan, is Finnegan an underage wolf? Yeah, I don't know the drinking age for wolves. <laughs> uh, this, is, this is really, I don't know that there's legal precedent, L. So I think we're just going to go ahead and... Listen, it's been a, oh, 
I think I've got some blood loss. Oh, right, right, right. And you see that she's just been trailing blood everywhere. Two of the guards are now dead, and two of them are alive. The way I see it, um, I'm a little unclear why these two are still breathing. Well, because if they weren't breathing, we'd have a lot more guards here. Yeah, but listen, I'm I'm hale and hearty, and I really didn't expect that one, so... I'm just coolin', you could say. I I understand that, but we, we have a situation here where there are um, two dead guards on our floor, uh, two live ones who at any point could leave and summon more guards. Four dead guards is arguably worse in the long run. Hey, everyone, give me a quick perception check. Can I? I don't suppose I can use my wonderful passive perception, can I? No, you cannot. Well, then I got a five. I got an 18. Okay. I got a 20. Not natural. Gee whiz. Uh, Madam L and Finny, uh, you see a certain halfling is trying to sneak out the back door. I thought he was at the table. So lightfoot halflings get this fun thing where they can attempt to hide even when they're obs- only obscured by a creature that is at least one size bigger than them. Ugh. Um, can Finny grab him by the collar of his shirt with his wolf mouth? Uh, yeah, give me an athletics check to uh, try and grapple him. Uh, so as a wolf, you get a plus three to do so. I got a 19. I can attempt an athletics for him, but yeah, no, that's a five on the dice. He's he's not slipping out of this one. Well, I, Nor I, acrobatics would do that. I lift him up by the collar so his feet are no longer touching the ground. <laughs> oh, come on. I'm a little guy. Come on. <laughs> Just let me go. Come on. Finny's just growling. It could be like they were never even here, Madam L. I just, I, uh, I don't like um, anything about what's happening right now, but I don't. Mr. Whip, how, how do you see this breaking in your professional experience as a guard of Belial? Oh, shucks, lady. Call me a professional. Look at you, flattering. It's just habit. Yeah, I, I reckon that if y'all can get rid of the tombo and tug there, well, I think that this story probably will break just fine. You know, I went down into the sewers, as ways I sees it, and some mutants or some such down there just got us good, and, well... Old Tombo and Tug didn't make it, and old Whip's looking at a promotion. And one more thing, Mr. Whip. Uh, what would you suggest that we do with your friend Giro here? He seems to be a little bit um, on edge, and... I shake him in my mouth. <laughs> hey, come on, I'm a little guy. Well, here's the thing. Madam, people talk, and unfortunately, I reckon... Y'all are on the losing side of this discussion. Not to say that I'm going to be starting a fight or nothing. But if other guards start searching around, it's going to lead here. Now, I'm not going to be providing any extra information. I got my story. I'm sticking to it. But eventually, this here story might leak. Now, the repercussions that'll have for us and y'all are... Two different things, but you want my advice is 
you find some place to lie down low, or you find some powerful friends. Now, like I said, you've done me a good favor here. I'll return best I can. But things might break bad for you. Just my little, my two coppers. <laughs> and he spits into a tiny little jug that he carries with him. That's right. This dude dips. Oh my God. <laughs> so we're leaving. And uh, as Maddie comes back with these drinks, uh, she goes, uh, yeah, so about that, L. Um, I've been meaning to tell you since you're renting rooms and all, and I know this is kind of short notice, but uh, I was hoping this would have taken a couple more days, you know, before yeah, I, I had to reap what I sowed with threatening of the guards but I'm getting out of town tonight I'm closing down the bar I was gonna let you stay here if you wanted you know give you the key and everything but I'm I'm going west for a bit and getting out of dodge Benny starts whining as a as a wolf yeah kid I don't know what that means I don't speak wolf um <laughs> Finny's ears go it's sad like the sad doggy ears <laughs> kid you just shift your bones back and then you you again it's that simple come on now but <laughs> yeah i'm i'm getting out and i reckon you guys should find a way to do so too and as she says that there is a and a piece of paper drifts down and slaps into soren's face <sighs> and it reads Looking to get away for a night or more? Tired of the hustle and bustle of the city? Want to see wonders beyond comprehension? Join Ringmaster J.J. Geronimus's traveling circus today. Become a part of the greatest show this side of the Alab Wastes. All are welcome. This means you. And on this flyer are phrases such as gaze in wonder at a dwarf from beyond the turns of time. And there's a small picture of a dwarf with a beard covering most of its body and a pronounced brow ridge enclosed in like a stylized iceberg. And then there's another bit that says, test your might against the world's strongest man and shows a flexing elephant man wearing a like one piece bathing suit, world's only dog riding horse. <laughs> and then in the bottom right hand corner and like bold colorful script is clowns, clowns, clowns. Vinny <laughs> uh, shifts from a wolf back into a satyr and still has the guy's collar in his mouth and he spits it out and he goes, puh, puh, what, a circus? And off in the distance, to the north, you hear a calliope. Welcome to the end of the episode, everyone. Wahoo! In the weeks prior, we released our goblin episodes, and I hope you enjoyed our awful little friends. Those little idiots. Last week, over on our Patreon, we released our very first campfire episode, which was similar to our uh, session zero, where we talk about our game, we talk about our motivations and our characters a little bit. So... Uh, if you're interested in that, go ahead and check out our Patreon. And you can find that on our links page at bit.ly slash allnecromancers. 
over on the links page too, you can find our social media and there's a bunch of art on our Instagram and our Facebooks. And we've stopped using our Twitter because... Twitter sucks. Yeah, we're just not really I into it. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, if you haven't yet, why don't you go on over to Apple Podcasts and give us a uh, rating and review. Uh, both of those things really help us as far as um, succeeding in this horrible world that's controlled by algorithms. So, yeah. I thrive off of validation. Please, please, please review us. (laughs) We will see you in two weeks. Yay! See you then.